In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and we had a record month last month on listenership, and we're growing every day. And I would like to thank our listeners because we do have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And welcome back. And if you're new to this series, let me tell you what this series is about. The series is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live on Tuesdays, 3 p.m. specific time, or download us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. In these series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that can motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your future success. I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Please send me a mail and tell me what you want to hear about on this show. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful either for your business or yourself. Now, today episode, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about behaviors and we're going to talk about narcissistic narcissism and other behaviors. Now, let's first take a look at the word narcissistic or narcissistic. We, where does this word come from? It actually comes from Greek mythology. Narcissus was a handsome young boy who fell in love with his reflection in the water, and when he could not leave it alone, he was turned into a flower. Quite a simple tale. Now, later in the 19th century, the word became popular again when a great debate emerged around 19th century psychologists around what narcissism really was. I mean, everybody had an opinion, from Freud naming narcissism as one of the three personality types to arguments among other psychologists who called narcissism everything from a sense of self-preservation, a degree of self-indulgence, grandiose visions, or a regulation of self-esteem. Now, all these people had opinions. Now, from narcissism came other degrees of personality tendencies, such as high-conflict personalities. And so today, when we talk about this and we look at this, who are these people? Now, they're most recognized in politics and executive leadership because these are open, high-profile positions. Now, that makes sense because these people are normal, somewhat aggressive, confident, and have charisma. They know what they want. They believe they are the best person for the job, and they have no doubt 
that they should be in charge. But there's also a dark side because sometimes the characteristics not only have a positive impact, but also a negative impact. And today we're going to take a look at how HCP, narcissists, and sociopaths are affecting our politics, corporations, and eventually us as individuals. Now, our guest today, Bill Eddy, is the co-founder and training director of High Conflict Institute and is a senior family mediator for the National Conflict Resolution Center. He is also a licensed clinical social worker with 12 years experience providing therapy to children, adults, couples, and families. He currently serves on the faculty of Strauss Institute for Dispute Resolution at the Pepperdine University School of Law. He is the author of 14 books and has a popular blog on psychology today with over 2 million views. His latest book, Why We Elect Narcissists and Sociopaths and How We Can Stop, went on sale on the 21st of May. And as a lawyer, clinical social worker, and veteran mediator, Bill explains how these dangerous high-conflict personalities have taken leadership in governments and corporations. So, Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kimberly. I'm glad to be on and talk about this. Okay. So, Bill, let's start kind of simple, okay, on, on what what is narcissism and, and when people associate or say narcissism, you know, I know what I think about. What are some of the, the understood meanings of that? Well, I, I come originally from the mental health point of view. So narcissism is actually considered not good. Um, when you get to that term, it means the person is too uh, self-absorbed, too much thinking that they're superior, too strong at needing to put down people around them, too grandiose in their ideas, not necessarily connected to reality. Uh, too strong a drive to have unlimited power. And this, these are concerns and also a lack of empathy. So I think in the popular culture, we think of narcissism as this kind of self-centered looking at yourself too much. But when we get into starting to talk about narcissistic traits and narcissistic personality disorder, we're really we're talking about problematic behavior of people who can't really tune in to other people's needs and people who don't learn. They don't self-reflect and they keep having the same problems over and over again. Mm-hmm. So how does that, okay, so, so that's pretty clear definition. How does that differ from something like um, a high conflict personality or even um, more a sociopathic personality? How do they differ? Okay. Well, let me first say high conflict personality is a term that's really grown in the legal profession for people who just get stuck in conflict, keep going back to court, keep complaining about everybody else, never change, etc. There's four key characteristics for a high conflict personality. First is preoccupation with blaming others and not looking at themselves. Second is a lot of all or nothing thinking. It's my way or the highway. 
Um, third is unmanaged emotions. Their emotions take them off track, uh, st- may distract them for all day when they had a goal in mind, but those emotions took over. And the fourth is extreme behavior or threats, things that basically don't, um, that 90% of people would never do. Now, they always have an excuse, but those four characteristics are behaviors in conflict. So it's not technically a mental health diagnosis. It's more a description of conflict behavior. Mm-hmm. And how does this overlap? I mean, when I, when I listen to this preoccupation, others to blame, all or nothing, does that kind of overlap with narcissism or is it two different things? I'm just from it the, can. From a, it can. Okay. It can. And here's the key. So, high conflict personalities have those characteristics focused on blaming others. Mm-hmm. Not all narcissists are blaming others. Some narcissists okay. are just self-absorbed. They talk about themselves a lot, but they don't really have someone that they're targeting for blame. So that's the big difference, high conflict personality versus narcissistic. Now, you want to know about sociopathic personality also. So sociopathic personality is another personality disorder called antisocial personality disorder. They're equivalent terms. And this personality has a drive to dominate other people, is very deceitful, lies constantly, conning people, may even pretend they're somebody else, uh, highly aggressive, and they lack remorse. So about half of them are criminally involved, but about half aren't, and that's a lot of what we see in leadership and business and finance because they're conning, they're aggressive, but not all of them target somebody. They may like be a bank robber. They just enjoy taking other people's money. They're a high-conflict sociopath if they really focus on someone else to blame, someone they're going to dominate, bully, hurt, maybe even destroy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so we have these, these kind of, what I would say, three buckets here, all right? Yeah. And um, I, I guess my question to you, Bill, was how do, we, how, how, how do we just generally tell the difference between this and big personalities? Because when we're talking about leaders or, or um, um, politicians and something, we always think about, you know, this this big personality, the magnetism, this charisma, um, but underneath lies something different. So how do we tell when somebody's just a big personality or there's actually some other things going on there? It's It's, first of all, it's not easy to tell at the beginning. And that's why they get into positions of leadership. They may be the person in the group, the work group that says, I want to be the leader. You know, we need a leader. I want to be the leader. They're very aggressive about wanting to be the leader. And if you scratch your head and say, wait a minute, that person's like too eager to be the leader, <laughs> um, that, that, that's a warning sign. History, knowing people. Um, narcissists are well known for taking credit for what other people have done, for not working that hard themselves. They're in many ways performers uh, in, in an image sense, uh, dramatic sense. So they're always like trying to kiss up to the people above them. 
but they kick down on the people below them. And you start noticing that pattern and you need to investigate a little. So if you have a manager who's going to be promoted, you want to find out what people below that manager think, not just what the other people at the same level or above. Because narcissists in particular are good at kissing up and kicking down. So mm-hmm. that's an example with narcissists what to watch out for. With, with sociopaths, they're so aggressive and can be so deceitful. Um, you want to find out, does, they, the big characteristic for them is lying. And narcissists don't lie a lot. They lie some, they mostly exaggerate. But sociopaths lie about almost everything. And so you want to find out what their reputation is. Um, and the fact that they're highly aggressive um, may help in business, but if they're too aggressive and they don't learn, um, that's another sign is he sees someone just doing the same thing over and over again and being a bully. Sociopaths are bullies. Um, that's their theme of their personality. They want to dominate other people. So those are some hints, but not obvious at first. Mm-hmm. But it, it always seems that they, you know, we're going to come after the break. We're going to talk a little bit about your book and more, but it just seems that, um, they're like chameleons also, you know, they trick us, okay? Um, is, is this manipulating people into believing who they are? So you're saying try to take a look at this, but that's hard to do, isn't it? Yeah, and, and narcissists and sociopaths, I like to say, are the two most seductive personalities on the planet because they really do present a very charming image. You're special, you're wonderful, I'll take care of you, just do what I say. You know, follow me, everybody. I know what to do. I'm really smart and I have all the answers. And so they really, they create a really positive image. With narcissists, it's an exaggeration. With sociopaths, it's often entirely false. They may not even be who you think they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Th- those are some of the crazy people that we see, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, Bill, we're going to take a short break. Um, and when we come back, I, I want to try to jump into this in a little bit more detail on the basis of, of the book you wrote. And um, for our listeners, we are talking with Bill Eddy, and Bill Eddy is the co-founder and training director of High Conflict Institute, and he is the senior family mediator at the National Conflict Resolution Center. He is also a licensed clinical social social sociologist is that right or what a social worker social worker okay social social worker worker. Uh and he's the author and co-author of 14 books and has a popular blog on psychology today with over 2 million views now he's written a book that was just released on the 21st of may called why we elect narcissists and sociopaths and how we can stop and that's what we're talking about today. First, kind of get a feel of, of who these people are. And when we get back from the break, we're going to go into your book a little bit, Bill. And for our listeners, if you want to contact Bill, please go to his website, www.highconflictinstitute.com. And you can do that and go directly to Bill under slash Bill Eddy. He's on Twitter under High Conflict. 
and on Facebook on High Conflict Institute. And on LinkedIn, you can reach Bill under Bill Eddy. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, CEO, Leadership trainer and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group on uh, Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you tired of hearing the future is already here? We are too. That may have been yesterday's future, but today's future hasn't happened yet. Take a deep breath, tune out the hype, the noise, and turn up the volume. Voice America brings you savvy, art-of-the-possible technology visionaries talking about how today's innovations right now are shaping every aspect of our real future. We'll laser focus our spotlight on workplace, health, digital media, transportation, smart cities, social marketing, fashion, food, smart home, consumer gadgets, and buzzworthy tech like artificial intelligence, machine learning, Internet of Things, augmented reality, and lots more. Clear your calendar and open your mind for technology revolution, the future of now. With the most upbeat host on global radio, Bonnie D. Graham. Listen anywhere, anytime, on any device. Every business wants to succeed. Every individual wants to succeed. But with an ever-changing economy, how can you manage to keep things doing so well, even in times of instability? You can. Tune in to Thriving in Uncertainty with host Meredith Elliott Powell. Meredith and her guest experts have the answers you need to keep you ahead of the changing game in business. Listen every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Accept the challenge to succeed. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we're speaking with Bill Eddy. He's the co-founder and training director of High Conflict Institute, and he is a senior family mediator at the National Conflict Resolution Center. He is the author of 14 books and has a popular blog on psychology today with over 2 million views. Now, Bill has just released a new book called Why We Elect Narcissists and Sociopaths and How We Can Stop. This was released on the 21st of May, hot off the press, available on Amazon. 
and so, Bill, I'd like to, you know, we've kind of set the groundwork so that um, all of us novices here who really don't know, you know, the difference between HCP or, or narcissism or sociopath, we kind of, you've set a great groundwork for us on that and understanding of, of what those words mean and what the behaviors are. So let's talk a little bit about your book. Now, you've written 14 books, but why is this the most important book you've written? Well, all of my books have been really about high-conflict personalities and personality disorders in disputes. Primarily, they've been legal disputes, uh, family conflicts, workplace conflicts, business disputes. And what I realized is we're seeing, the, we're seeing an increase in these high-conflict personalities in society. And we're seeing them more at all levels, but we're also seeing them more in political leadership and business leadership. And so it really seemed to me this is the most important book because people in those positions have more power to influence other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And the research I did looking at you know, through some of the last hundred years history, looking at world leaders today, is the power to really cause disruption and devastation um, is huge. But it's also true in business. So we get businesses today. Uh, You think of, you know, go back a few years to Enron and all the employees that worked hard in that business and then didn't get their pensions because the business basically crashed because it was based on deception. And a lot of people say that the top two people in that organization were a narcissist and a sociopath. And between them, they built the business and then crashed the business. So mm-hmm. we kind of see, we see the dangers of their behavior, but also as high-conflict personalities, they target people and often destroy their careers um, and maybe even hurt them physically when they're in positions of political power. Mm-hmm. Let's that that's really interesting. I'd like to just stay in a broader sense for a minute. Something you just said that you're you're seeing an increase, just a general across the board increase in in high conflict personalities today. Do you think it? Do you think it's because the increased competition, the global environment, the global economic economic environment has has really increased? Um, you know, there's there's if you look at uh, the economy, there's um, industries and new players going into industries that weren't there before, which is upsetting things. If you look at taxis and Uber, why do you think we're having this increase in HCP? Well, I think it's all of the above. Uh, what you described, we're in a period of dramatic change. And when there's a lot of change, the most aggressive people often gain power. Um, when we're looking at disrupting industries, uh, often the people that, that get there first are some of the more narcissistic or sociopathic. And there's kind of the risk that they'll do more damage than help. But some of the best-run organizations have leaders with some of these traits, but they're able to rein them in. But I think the biggest reason we're seeing this today, in many ways, is the visual images of the media 
So especially Mm -hmm. television, but also uh, Facebook, what we see on the internet visually affects our brain in a different way. And so what we're seeing is images of the worst behavior, high conflict behavior, you know, shootings, disrespect, uh, people fighting, uh, fist fights in parliament. Um, That makes the news, whereas getting on with business doesn't make the news. It's boring. And, And because of today's media and international global environment for so much, there's more competition. And so we see more and more extreme behavior. And that grabs our attention and can be very entertaining for adults, but it's training for kids. Mm-hmm. It's the new normal. The new normal is becoming highly aggressive, negative behavior. And I think that's why we're seeing an increase with each younger generation has a little bit more of these difficult personalities. And a little bit more aggressive. Let's let's talk yeah. about those behaviors a little bit, Bill. Okay, so I know in your book you you talk about like um, four behavior patterns that that we should really pay attention to um, or be aware of. Can you talk a little bit about those? Well, those the the high conflict behavior patterns are the ones that are the most problematic because of that preoccupation with blaming, the all or nothing thinking, unmanaged emotions, extreme behaviors. So, and that's pretty obvious. As I talk about this, people usually say, "Oh, yeah, I'm making a list in my head mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. I know," and I right now want to just caution people: don't tell somebody you think they're a high conflict person. It's not going to make your life easier. <laughs> it's going to upset things a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and, and when we look at these behaviors, I, I would like to bring this back to the media, okay? So, yeah. preoccupation with blaming others. We, we see that a lot, okay? Um, you know, in, in the media, you know, this happened, but but this one's fault. And, and how is the media augmenting that a little bit, okay? Well, they really emphasize that because that gets our attention. So human conflict, the brain, the brain is designed to drop everything and focus on human con- conflict because if there's two big people fighting next to you, if you're not careful, you might get dragged into the fight or you mm-hmm. might get beat up. So for survival's sake, our brain kind of shifts. And in many ways, this is the amygdala which people have heard of. It's like the smoke alarm that says, drop everything you're doing and pay attention to this fight over here because that fight could become dangerous to you and you also need to know how to fight. So watch how those two people fight in case you have to fight with them someday. So the brain automatically does that, but that's what the news is. You know, My experience is if you watch the evening news or you watch it all day, on Facebook or wherever, is a lot of it is about uh, p- big people in conflict, celebrities, political leaders, um, and, and what they say about each other. And it's like you can't help but pay attention to that. Your amygdala says, look out. And so that we're getting an overdose of that. So what, what's happening is the media promotes conflict, crisis, chaos, and fear. Those are the things that grab your attention and make you watch that media. And whether it's Facebook or, 
or you know, a cable or a movie, whatever it is, we're getting inundated. We're way out of balance with negativity, with these negative images, because the world's actually doing pretty well right now economically. Uh, Fewer people are going hungry. Um, there's more peace in the world. Uh, and so we get all these images of conflict, crisis, chaos, and fear, and it really makes everybody anxious, which makes emotions even more contagious. So leaders can come along. High conflict leaders are a lot of who you see now in these. Mm-hmm. And 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 this is this is really interesting, Bill, because I, I'm th- just thinking about, you know, not just the news media we see, but also just the shows on TV that the kids watch. Okay, that there's a conflict in everything. Um, you know, I can't say the good guys always win. Okay, you know, um, right? It's a, it's out there. Um, let me let me just go a little bit deeper in this because it, in this increase of HCP um, in this global environment, do you see in your practice is there any kind of um, gender difference in this, um, or have we kind of you know leveled out that everything's equal? You know, more HCP in in women or men or any differences in gender? Um, not a lot. Um, there's five personality disorders that overlap with HCPs. And, and so narcissists and sociopaths are two of them. Those are more male, but mm-hmm. narcissists are about a 60-40, with about 60% men and about 40% women. Sociopaths are more 75% male, 25% female. So there's, there's a presence by both genders, but... Mm-hmm. They're more um, more dominant in those two. Now, there's also borderline personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, and those tend to be more female, although they're becoming more equal. Um, and recent research suggests that they're actually getting quite close to 50-50 male-female. Mm-hmm. Um, paranoid's the other, the fifth personality that's prone to high conflict, and that's also slightly more uh, female, but within a 60-40. Mm-hmm. So, a part of what, what I'm saying, I guess, is it's culturally influenced for many of those personalities, and our culture, as it becomes more gender equal is becoming more gender equal with personality disorders. Mm-hmm. But but there's one that stands out, and that's the sociopath or antisocial personality disorder, which seems to be more genetically male and mm-hmm. maybe more inborn. So you get people who are born basically on that that um, that track to become an adult antisocial or sociopath, although life influence may make things a little better or a little worse. Uh, some people, I really believe, are born with these problems, and we need mm-hmm. to recognize that and manage them better. Mm-hmm. And and culturally, do you see any difference? I mean, we're in the you know you know in the U.S. or in Europe or in Western culture versus Eastern. Do you see different balances? It's, it seems to be slightly different. 
um, but not necessarily significantly. And I, I do trainings really around the world. Um, I'm in the U.S., but maybe 20% of my work's in Canada. I, I get to Europe every other year. I go to Australia every year. And the feedback I get is they think it's probably similar to the U.S., but there are some subtle differences. And I'll tell you about two studies, um, and I can't quote quote the one, but the, the one in the United States says, says that, um, for example, borderline personality disorder is 6% of the adult population, and um, avoidant personality disorder is about 1%. I heard that there was a study in Finland, similar, and that they had 1% borderline personality disorder, which is a mood, wide mood swing, sudden intense mm-hmm. anger. And uh, they have about 7% avoidant personality disorder. Mm-hmm. So, and you can see the cultures. And in the United States, you know, people yelling and screaming and borderlines do some of that is kind of tolerated and exciting. And I would imagine in Finland that that's less tolerated. And in the U.S., if you're avoidant, you know, people don't notice you, whereas in Finland, it may be you're supposed to be more, you know, inward and such. I don't know, and that may be changing, but those mm-hmm. are, that's one example. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting because as we go into more of a global, um, I, I say transient global economy, um, some of those things may s- shift a little bit also as you know people you know with with especially within the european union i mean there is a difference between finland and italy and but people are moving and working and being more transient so that's an interesting uh that might be something interesting to look at in the future (laughs) yes yeah. Okay, so Bill, um, you know, I, the big question on my tongue is we're talking about this, these, you know, this increase in HCP and and leaders of the companies, um, and the increases. You know, the biggest one on my tongue is why we're attracted to them, and we're going to take a short break, and when we get back. That's what we want. I'd like to talk about. And you talk about it in your book why we're attracted to them, and why we're electing them, why we're putting them in positions, and what we can do about it. Okay, so we're going to take a short break now. And for our listeners, we are speaking with Bill Eddy. He's the co-founder and training director of High Conflict Institute, and he is a senior family mediator at the National Conflict Resolution Center. He is also a licensed clinical social worker. He is the author of 14 books and has a popular blog on psychology today with over 2 million views. His latest book is Why We Elect Narcissists and Sociopaths and How We Can Stop. And this was released on the 21st of May and is available on Amazon. You can connect with Bill on his website under High Conflict Institute slash Bill Eddy, on Twitter under High Conflict, on Facebook under High Conflict Institute, and also you can connect with him on LinkedIn under Bill Eddy. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis. You're listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. You can get in contact with me uh, with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com 
or you can also contact me through the Search and Information Industry Association of Europe at Kimberly at Cinda.com. And you can join our LinkedIn group, Leadership Beyond Borders, or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And with that, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, Bill, we're going to talk about why we're attracted to these people and what we can do about it. So for now, we're taking a short break. Thank you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You've always heard the phrase, there's no I in team. But in reality, that's just not true. Every individual brings their own level of influence to themselves and other individuals or teams they may be associated with. You can and should use your influence to build and positively motivate your teams. Join hosts Brian Smith and Mary Smith each week for the I in Team podcast. Based on the I in Team book series, you'll learn that your influence on others is the greatest responsibility you have. Tune in for new shows every week on the Voice America Business Channel. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we're talking with Bill Eddy, co-founder and training director of the High Conflict Institute, and he is also the senior family mediator at the National Conflict Resolution Center. Now, Bill is also the author of Why We Elect Narcissists and Sociopaths and How We Can Stop, and this book was released on the 21st of May, but he's also the author of 14 other books. And what we're talking about today is about, you know, high-conflict personalities, we're talking about narcissism, personality disorders, and Bill, what you said is on uh, high-conflict personalities, I mean, this is in the increase, you said generally, and I guess my 
the big question I want to ask is we have so many leaders and so many company executives that that really demonstrate some of the behaviors and the traits that we've been talking about, but we are electing them. We're electing them to office. We're putting them into corporate positions. Why are we so attracted to these people? Well, the first thing is they're very attractive. They make themselves look like what we want. And because narcissists and sociopaths are both so eager to seduce people, they really find ways. They kind of find out what's important to you. And so narcissists really emphasize uh, charm. They have grandiose ideas. Follow me. Invest with me. I've got this brilliant new idea, and these 10 important people have already gotten on board. So if you want to be important and special, you better get on board too. So they're, they really are salespeople. Narcissists are selling themselves and their grandiose ideas, and they have more energy for that than almost anybody else. Sociopaths also are salespeople, but they're selling often a totally fabricated image. Um, and some of them, you don't even know what their real name is because they're taking on someone else's identity. And we see them a lot through the Internet. They really can be very seductive people. And so part of it is what they do. Um, but part of it, too, is, is who we are. One of the things I found researching the book is that a percent of the population is predisposed to follow uh, a strong man, a dramatic leader, an authoritarian leader. They look reassuring. They say reassuring words. They tell really good stories. Um, and they tell us that we have enemies and who the enemies are and how mm -hmm. they're going to deal with the enemies. So what happens is we're susceptible to that, maybe 30 or 40 percent of the population. But what also happens is the rest of the population gets split and fights with each other. And so in politics, a high conflict leader with one or both of these personalities is always blaming um, the, what I call the four groups of voters. There's mm -hmm. the loving loyalists that follow. There's the riled up resistors that oppose. There's the mild moderates who kind of say, look, it's just politics, don't get so upset. And the disenchanted dropouts that just don't vote, don't want to put energy, don't believe it matters. And so the loyalists may be 30 or 40 percent, but the other 60 percent get divided often by the high-conflict person, the HCP. They say, look at this, this mild moderate. They're really wonderful, you know. And look at that riled-up resistor. They're so terrible, you know. And mm -hmm. so they divide people and they fight between each other, which makes the loving loyalists the largest group. And that's how they often get elected. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's really interesting. And you can see this 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 pattern today in the world. <laughs> I yeah. you. I mean, and, and, and this is dangerous. I mean, first of all, that, that, that's on politics. But just quick before, before I go to the danger behind all this, this can also be within companies, right, Bill? Oh, absolutely. In yeah. fact, today you see like uh, Theranos, 
the blood test uh, company that's that's uh, was basically right. built on lies. Now this was a woman leader, and she really took on the image of Steve Jobs from mm-hmm. Apple. She dressed like him. She lowered her voice to sound more authoritative and deeper. And she's attractive and charming. She, she got people, she got, I think, Henry Kissinger, uh, George Schultz, who used to be Secretary of State years ago, and others to invest in the company. And so, but it turns out it was all lies, it was fake, it was phony. She may be a female sociopath. Uh, a possible example of that. But we see other businesses. So you see like Uber, um, the leader of Uber, uh, you know, got in a lot of trouble, got demoted. And, and uh, you know, the farther away from the business he is, the better the business is doing. Um, but, you know, I mentioned Enron earlier. Um, there's dozens of companies that have had these narcissistic or and or sociopathic leaders who build the business but then crash the business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this can be dangerous. I mean, this 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 is quite dangerous whether you're talking about nations or or companies. Um, yeah. Well, the, the the example with uh, Enron and how they all lost their uh, pensions. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Everyone suffers. Yeah. So, what can we do about this? I mean, how how, how do we how do we move forward and how do we recognize these people and how do we implement change or try to implement change? Yeah, well, I think to me, education about this pattern is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And for the last 25 years, really, I've been teaching people in the legal profession about uh, high conflict personalities, how to watch out for them, what to believe, what not to believe. And so just by educating, people start going, oh, I see the pattern now. Oh, that person has the pattern. Yeah, I agree with them on a lot of things, but I'm not going to put them in a position of power. You know, let's not put them as CEO. Uh, they can be maybe on the board and have good ideas, but don't put them in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Education, I think, is important about this pattern. I think education about setting limits, that we really need to set limits on these folks, either by not voting for them or voting them out and really being able to say, this is, this is harmful and we're going to do something. In many ways, this is who you see with workplace bullying. This is who you see with sexual harassment. Uh, this is who you see just kind of disregarding and disrespecting everyone. And that doesn't help a business. And a lot of businesses are much more sensitive than uh, political leaders to, you know, what's going to influence. Because someone could just go to another business. Mm-hmm. Uh, in politics, you know, maybe you have to wait four years before the next election. But in business, hey, you know, we could be out of business in four years if we don't do something now. So to me, educating people about these patterns is the key. Mm-hmm. So if I'm if I'm sitting in in a corporation, I'm looking at, you know, a, a slew of candidates. Um, for example, are there like one or two things that I should just you know, we've talked about a lot of these patterns, but are there one or two things that kind of stand out that I should look for? Well, 
Yeah, with with um, with narcissists, especially if you notice the person's extremely charming, but they always bring it back to themselves. And there's been studies done of CEOs, and the most charismatic, um, uh, dramatic, uh, big talking CEOs often get the most attention at the beginning, but they're not good for the bottom line over time. They're not good for stability. They're too Mm me-oriented. And so if you see someone has a history like this uh, or they're coming across and and your gut feeling is, wait a minute, this person's too full of themselves. They're committed to themselves, not the company. That's the big difference. Uh, in the studies, the CEOs that really succeed the best, create the most stability and the best bottom line, are the ones who aren't talking about themselves. They're talking about the company. Warren Buffett is a good example. He's not a big charismatic guy. He's not a he's not a narcissist. He would rather be studying, you know, the financial pages on a company he's looking at, rather than making a big scene himself. And so, and I mean, he's had stability for years and, of course, great wealth because of it. But these other people that are very dramatic, a big show, a big, big splash, but they talk about themselves more than the company. That's mm-hmm. the ones to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important to know. And as a voter, okay, if I take myself from, from the role of being in a corporation and hiring to, to just a citizen and a voter is there anything i should watch out for yeah i like to say watch for what i call the fantasy crisis triad has three parts the first thing that the person says is there's terrible crisis that's caused by an evil villain and what you need (laughs) is a superhero like me to solve it only i can (laughs) fix it and That's the pattern that all of these high-conflict leaders use to get elected in the political world. They're busy pointing the finger at somebody else and never take responsibility themselves. And everyone goes, oh, they hear it so much, they believe that person over there must be evil and terrible. Well, today's problems aren't caused by one evil person. They're caused by a lot of factors, usually not a person even, you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. finances, uh, the global temperature, all of these things um, are are a combination of factors, not one evil person. And if somebody says the problem is so-and-so, that's that's really part of the problem. So watch out for that, the three parts. I like that triangle because it's also something I can put in my brain. So, Bill, we're getting we're getting towards the end of the show, and um, in closing, we have this has been really educational, and and I think you know, as you said, education is is so important. But in in kind of a wrap up on this whole subject, whether it's in corporations, whether it's in politics, um, and, you know, is there anything you want to to a message that to give our audience about this subject. 
Yes, and I would start with to really have a healthy skepticism, to realize that not what you see is what you're going to get in many cases. Do your background research. Look up what are the patterns and learn the patterns to look for. The four patterns of high-conflict personality, preoccupation with blaming others, all-or-nothing thinking, unmanaged emotions, extreme behaviors, ignore the excuse, Focus on the behavior. Would 90% of people ever do that behavior? If not, that's a good sign you're looking at an HCP. So see the HCP pattern. But in business, I think especially watch out for people who are are so big on themselves that you've got to watch for that. And in politics, watch for the fantasy crisis triad. Say, is that really a crisis? Is that really a villain? And is this really a hero? And I think recognizing these patterns, asking these questions is the key to making a shift so we're not so we have a world where we have reasonable people in charge. Well, thank you. This has been really educational, really enlightening. Thank you so much, Bill, for taking the time to be with us today. And for our listeners, we've been speaking with Bill Eddy. He's the co-founder and training director of the High Conflict Institute, and he is the senior family mediator at National Conflict Resolution Center. He is also a licensed clinical social worker with 12 years experience providing therapy to children, adults, couples, and families. He is the author and co- or co-author of 14 books and has a popular blog on psychology today with over 2 million views. Now, his latest book is Why We Elect Narcissists and Sociopaths and How We Can Stop. And this was released on the 21st of May and it's on Amazon so please do get that book it's very interesting can give you extend the education that we've received today and if you want to contact Bill you can contact him on his website highconflictinstitute.com slash Bill Eddy and on Twitter under High Conflict and on Facebook under High Conflict Institute and on LinkedIn under Bill Eddy and with that, Bill, once again, thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay. And for our listeners, you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business station. And this program is sponsored by Global Business Therapy, SRO, and CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association. CINDA holds conferences each year on digital transitions. And the next conference will be held in Lisbon on October 13th to 16th. And you can hear at this conference digital experts from around the world. You can sign up for the conference under www.cinda.com slash events. At Leadership Beyond Borders, we provide leadership training with a focus on digital transitions and digital agencies. And we have the Women's Leadership Academy 2020 which specializes in diversity and C-level development for women. If you'd like to contact me, your host, Kimberly Lewis, please send me a mail at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or visit my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. You can find Cinda also on Facebook at Follow Cinda. 
or on LinkedIn. Now, don't forget to tune in with us each week, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. And if you happen to miss a show live, then download us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And with that, thank you for listening and tune in again next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.